presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are back. It has, uh, honestly, it's felt like a couple weeks, but it's only been a week. But uh, both you and I kind of took the weekend off to do long weekend family stuff, pal. Fairly good, Mike. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Getting back in the groove, working, ready to talk SummerSlam. Ooh, buddy, we got SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer, and as what's happening with after every pay-per-view, it seems like these days, record-setting, biggest event uh, of the year kind of thing, biggest SummerSlam ever, it was the biggest WrestleMania ever, biggest Saudi show ever. We're, we're in that world right now where WWE is selling out and making a lot of money everywhere they go. Yes, absolutely. Like, I mean, the hype is there for wrestling. Not for fucking cats, I tell you that. <laughs> Just struggling over there, pal. <laughs> oh, a little fucker clawed me. Uh, while Mike deals with his feline issues, uh, as always, follow us on the socials at In My Host Pod, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll find us there. We are back, as we had said. We kind of took the weekend off there to do our thing, but um, we're getting right into the swing of the things again here with a big review for SummerSlam this past weekend. I'm just going to get into the show. I don't want to. Do you want to talk no. about just our overall feeling of the show? Uh, I feel like the overall feeling was that this was the SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> it, it technically was, yes, a SummerSlam. It was it was a good show. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm I'm overall. I'm just going to say I'm going to give it uh, a C plus to a B minus. Yeah, I think like the C plus is the score you want to go with. Yeah, I was being friendly there. You were, and you usually do, which I hate. Just tell them like it is. The <laughs> C plus is where it sits. Well, you know, 
trying to uh make sure that when you know Vince McMahon listens to this one day, he's like, you know what? Oh, Scotty Villa was uh, pretty generous to us. We'll, we'll, I'll give him that interview. I'll give him that exclusive. But you're right. It, it was a C plus show. Uh, I'm seeing mixed reviews online now that I'm back in the social media world after taking a few days off there. And uh, lo- Twitter that that Saturday was it was rough. Like yeah. I, I thought maybe it's how my algorithm works, but I thought there was more negative towards SummerSlam at moments than positive. I got a good a real good mixture of both where it just didn't live up to the hype. Um, people were ra- raving about it and ranting about it. And I had a quick look and, and, you know, some of them were fanboys and the, the fed can do no wrong, but there's definitely some of them that watch both shows, enjoy both products were critical both ways. <clears throat> yeah. It was just a show. And let's, I, yeah. Let's tell them why. Cause guess what? SummerSlam had wrestling on it as a premium live event does. Yep. And for us to say C plus that obviously speaks volumes to the wrestling matches. Yeah, uh, let's get right into the opener, which, in my opinion, I personally don't think should have been the opener. I was very surprised going into uh, SummerSlam. I, I I hadn't seen a spoiler. I hadn't seen anything completely off my telephone for a solid, like, three, four days there. As soon as I get home on, on Monday night, all right, I'm throwing yep. out SummerSlam. And we got Logan Paul versus Ricochet as the opener. And at first I looked at uh, my wife, and I was like, oh, man, I don't. I don't know if this should be the opener. I don't see why it needs to be the opener. Did you did you figure out why? Because they did Logan a favor. They did. They absolutely he had did. To literally leave the event and go straight to his brothers. Yeah, that's why that match went on first. Don't get it twisted. It's not because that's the match that should be on. That's contractually what he signed up for. Mike, this match didn't do anything for me. And I they, to- they told a, a story hearing that. You, why you don't like hearing that i i think again i don't think rick Shea's great on the mic he's terrible on the mic yeah i think logan paul is the perfect shitty your outsider mm-hmm. so he's doing a lot of work to kind of get that thing over but you built the hype off of a great spot at the rumble that's why that match happened. They're like, well, shit, these guys could do that. What else can they do? And it's just turn out, just wrestle. <laughs> That's the problem, Mike. I'm usually not that guy. You know that. Usually, I'm pretty level headed about it's going into a we're match. We're kind of different on this, but man, for me, as soon as you have that rumble moment, yes, they're writing down the notepad. Let's book the this singles match in a high profile event, which ended up being SummerSlam. Yeah. Or what can they do next? And they didn't step up and do anything next that I hadn't already seen before. I I think you got this. Time to work our way. I don't need Logan Paul or, or Ricochet to do it that though. You know, like well, guess where they fucking work. That's man. just life. That's just life in the Fed. We talked about it. And I'm like the Spanish fly off the apron. You're like, well, I've seen shit like that in AEW. Do not compare it to AEW. Because you'd be saying there's too much flippy dippy in AEW. And they would have done too much of that here. You would have not liked it for that, that reason, too. I'm not saying it's got to be Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. I don't need that. But well, that's but what that spot did was kind of convince people that that's what you were going to get. And they kind of started the match out that way. 
And I was like, hey, you're doing your sequence, which is fine. This is great. That's that's how this match probably should have started. And you did start it that way. But I felt like you guys were. Man, this makes me sound like a shitty fan, but I felt like you guys were trying to build up to a spot that would essentially have to eclipse the rumble spot. And you didn't even come close. And you and I were talking off air and we ended up cutting the conversation short, saying, let's keep it for the show. But I had said, I had to compare it to the TLC matches. When the the six guys had that first TLC match, great, awesome. You've seen stuff you've never seen before, much like the Rumble spot. Never really seen that on that kind of stage before. Now TLC 2 comes, and those guys get together and go, how do we top that spot, that match? And they did it. I don't know if that conversation was ever had that's, with Ricochet. That's, that's a crazy comparison in a world where like wrestling still had room for new. Sorry, wrestling is just, I hate to say it, getting inventive is tough. But And in the Fed where guys are like, I ain't fucking doing that now. <laughs> well, I think Ricochet is the guy that can and should say, I'll do that, I'll try that, let's practice that until we nail it. So we have something to steal the show, steal the headlines. A lot of people were talking about that spot from Rumble way beyond anything else from that pay-per-view, and you didn't live up to that at SummerSlam. I don't even think those guys came close at SummerSlam. I think I think it's a, a, a pretty good wrestling match. Cool. I, I got pretty good wrestling matches throughout the rest of the night. This is yeah. supposed to steal yeah, the show. Like There's... Pretty good. This was the... They're supposed Listen, to have the coming, highlight coming of the from night. a fucking bloodline mark. Get real. They could have flipped <laughs> off the top of the fucking building and your hype still wouldn't have been as high for the Bloodline match. That's not true. That's or not Cody true. Rhodes. Yes, it is true. It's not true. They, they, how, do you, how dare you even lie to our fan base? I'm not at all. Dude, I marked out huge for the Rumble spot to the point where we're still sure. talking about it at SummerSlam. But and that's still not a match you're going into being like, they're going to fucking do it. Like, of course. Nope. That's what I went into with this match. Dude, I was 100% going into ha- We talked about it last week. How are they going to be- match that spot? Yeah. It, it, All right, guess listen, what? I'm sorry. I'm getting hyped. Everyone's getting hyped. We're, not, we're, we're <laughs> losing time on one sorry. match. You're, right. You're right. You're do, right. You, do you have the predictions out? I do. Uh, Scotty Villa, uh, predict Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, Paralegal mm-hmm. Mike did predict Logan Paul and got the yes. victory on that. Well and, and, done. And for the reasons that Scotty's argument to elevate Ricochet with a schmoz finish, you could still help Ricochet. And guess what? I watched Monday Night Raw. Ricochet is back to being irrelevant. Back to doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Bye, Ricochet. <laughs> Chad Gable stole your spot. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, with the with the brass knucks, it, it yeah, it's I mean helps like Logan Paul stay that heel. That's what that match was match was meant to do. But after that's all said and done, it's make meant to make people hate Logan Paul more, and set up for Survivor Series Rumble whenever his next appearance is. Yeah, it's hard to say. He's got a boxing match too. When is October. that? Do you know, October. I think it's October. Okay, then then we won't see him till Rumble time, which is fine. Yeah, I would think not either. Like, I don't, I don't see how you you go about getting into training shape for that. Like, it's wildly different. But yeah, is it upsetting that Ricochet kind of goes back into obscurity when you could have done something with it with the brass knucks? Sure, I'll tell but you. It just what. shows how much they they show that Logan is really like 
kind of getting over for the limited time he shows up. And that's kind of scary if you work in WWE all the time. I agree. I'll tell you what, and then we'll move on to the next match here. If Ricochet had done a better job on the microphone to make people believe (laughs) and fire up as much as they do about certain other guys, uh, promos on WWE TV and they'd lit up on social media. I think Ricochet is in a different spot, but because he didn't, it's over and done by Ricochet. We'll see you on superstars on Saturday mornings or whatever the B show is. But for me, match was just a match. I, I felt like I could have saw that match on a Monday Night Raw, which I don't ever want to say about a SummerSlam match. And you know what? Come back at me because I, I think the match, again, was pretty good. But the crowd obviously felt like you. Mm-hmm. Because your opener kind of sets the tone for the night, right? It did. It just seems like people in that building weren't involved. Actually, there's a moment. I'll bring, There's a couple moments I think the crowd was into it, but we'll get there. Uh, we'll get into one of those moments right now with the second match oh of the my night. God. Shut which... up. <laughs> um, I, I'm not spending more than two and a half minutes on this. And that's fine. That's fine. We got the rubber match. We got Brock Cody three in the second match of the night. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. This should be left later. But if Brock's not in the main event, get in, get on, get off, get out. He wants to go the fuck home. So I get it. We got Brock Cody three. We got Cody going over. To me, this was a great. Well, no, hold on. I'm going to adjust myself. Yeah, I, I try right. to like. I try to use these words appropriately. This what to me was a very good wrestling match. Okay. I'm not giving okay. it great. I'm giving it. I a very I good. will. I will land in that camp with you because guess what you saw a hot start Brock Lesnar offense, but in a way now where they're they're humanizing Brock. Yeah, against guys like Cody, which I think is good. I that agree. That means more talent can get in the mix with Brock. I agree. But I think Cody got to say those kicks he does off the middle rope. What's, I forget the fucking name the of them. Disaster kick. It's a disaster yeah. kick. Yeah, that guy's bad at doing those. <laughs> I I mean I they, feel like that. If you're if you like Cody Rhodes all you want, that's fine. You can have your guy. But you you can't tell me that's his finest work. I'm Mike. I'm going to be very honest with you. Cody Rhodes' disaster kick is very equivalent to RVD's flipper punches. They just don't look good. You do okay, them every okay. match. You know what? Perfect. Good. They don't you, look you don't good. Dig it anymore. You disagree. That's <laughs> just perfect. lay it in. Lay it in. I guarantee you, Brock will probably say in the back, "Dude, you got to lay that shit in." Um, they look super I, soft. I, I think again from the dirty saying too. A big surprise, Brock holding his arm wasn't a part of the script brock is a bestseller in wrestling no but like when that match ends and he gives him his flowers oh yes they said nope that's straight brock lesnar i i watch a press conference hunter is the one that made that comment i don't believe it for a second uh do i believe you think work like it could be i do i believe that brock is smart enough to do that absolutely but do i think that they didn't go into that knowing that that was the plan i don't believe that one bit i fully believe that that was the plan after all. Another passing of the torch, much like Cena did to to Cody months ago with uh, the raising of the hand out on that Monday Night Raw that Cena came back. Now Brock is doing it. In my opinion, right now, in this moment, Brock is the bigger passing of the torch because he's still the attraction. He's the Andre the Giant of our generation, dude. He is the yep. full-blown attraction of WWE. 
So him doing that while he's you're still talking active. like Scotty B is favorite wrestler. I'm saying it. The way you talk about <laughs> Cody Rhodes, he's your favorite fucking wrestler. He is absolutely. But Brock and, is um, right there. Brock is definitely mine. Brock just smashed him. Dude, There's no we, reason this thing to go three. You know what would be even better if Brock Lesnar beat Cody Rhodes. That's not that's part. Of, that's not. That's not part of the story. You just to see you be crushed <laughs> again. But we're both realistic. Both predictions. I believe we both pick Cody Rhodes. We don't both pick Cody Rhodes. I I feel bad. We we forgot. Well, I didn't forget. It was a very. Uh, it was a surprise appearance that we didn't predict. Didn't write down. Didn't even know it was going to happen. But Brock's cock showed up. Because his shorts ripped <laughs> all the way through, and you're like, Brock, what happened, dude? <laughs> I thought was... people on the internet too. The story, the shorts, fuck, that was funny. Twitter was <laughs> Twitter was a blaze. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, man, for me, I I liked the match a lot. I didn't really like it when Brock kept throwing him outside or taking him down outside and then waiting for the count. I felt like the the, the or, just or in a, a normal match when you're getting hit with stairs and there's no disqualification. Oh, dude, wrestling's was, pretty fucking weird. Wasn't gonna bring that up, but that's that was if, you're, bad. if you put someone through a fucking table. <laughs> my, I don't have a problem. A disqualification. <laughs> I don't have a problem with the table spot because the, the table's out there. It didn't move. It didn't get picked up. It didn't get altered. He just got put through the table. That's like getting thrown into a pile of chairs that people are sitting on at ringside, in my opinion. And no, it is, Scott. Mike, Scott. it is. Mike, it is. It, it is. Okay. But Cody picked up chairs like he would pick up a ladder or a chair. He picked up the stairs and hit Brock with it. <laughs> but and at that point, they're just like, okay, this is this is fine. If I it's wish attached they- to the ring, it's okay. I wish they would have just zoomed in on the ref and he just said, fuck I, it, do whatever. And for, and for someone like yourself, you got to realize that's ridiculous. I, I do. I it, The first thing I saw is how is this not a disqualification? But listen, uh, and also it, you're not a fan of Bucks rules. Not a big fan of Bucks rules. If you're going to do good Bucks rules, just say, hey, this is Bucks rules. But we're not in Bucks rules right now. We weren't even Brock rules. It was just normal rules. But a, a fine match. Um, enjoyed it. Uh, those two little moments did take me out a little bit, but um my boy got the win, and it's on to continue to finish that story that we're all yeah. so invested in right now. That story with will... Seth Rollins. <laughs> it's it's time. We're we're in that lull now where we're in the lull to towards Survivor Series, which is a paper that doesn't even fucking matter really anymore. On the road to the Rumble, but we both Good picked for Cody. Cody. Let's actually let's let's get this going. After that. Probably the biggest pop of the night. No, not even probably. It's not even close. The biggest pop of the night because we get the Slim Jim Battle Royal up next. Oh, and guess what? Missed majority of it because I was shitting from Bad Charles Jr. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> you maybe you should have snapped into a Slim Jim. Well, maybe I should have. Yeah. The but match built for one man. Built for one man, won by that man. That man is L.A. Knight. And yeah. The biggest pop of the night when it comes to his entrance. Here we it's go. This is un- what we were talking about, where the crowd got into it again. Right. But that speaks fucking volumes to LA Knight. Good God. There, I think he's... We've been saying it for weeks and weeks. The guy's over. Insanely over. And they refuse and refuse <laughs> to just be like, yep. You're a guy. I, we'll put you in a fucking picture. No, you can feud with the Miz. 
I think they're doing it though. I think the feud with the Miz is just typical placement of a gatekeeper. All right, most people when they go to Monday Night Raw, if they're debuting from NXT or a different company, they always feud with the Miz, and then they always uh, get over you- on Miz. And it's just on to the next thing, but it just buys time, right? Like you can't hang, hang on to a guy who can um, verbally make you work better. Yeah, yeah. We all saw the promo that him and the Miz had on Monday Night Raw. Yep. I'm not gonna lie, Miz got the better of him, in my opinion. Uh yeah, because Miz cuts again. I love LA Knight on the mic. I do. Yep. Miz is cutting a fucking promo, and he'll pick you apart. He can use words. He can talk. Yeah. He came out looking like a 20-year veteran in that company compared to a guy that's only been there a couple and, years. And you always, like, we always lately, like, no one can tell us we we don't give it up for the Miz. Yeah. Miz has done work. He's put the work in. I agree. To call him an attitude era wannabe should make you think. I think he should be in a tag team with Grayson Waller. I think those guys have something there. But anyway, back to LA Knight and SummerSlam. The, this battle royal was set up for LA Knight to win. It was sponsored by Slim Jim. Yeah. LA Knight was one of the two people that got entrances for it. Him and AJ Styles. I think, am I missing someone? I think I'm missing somebody else. But AJ got like the main event entrance for that match. And his pop wasn't even close to what LA Knight's was. And it's AJ Styles. You know, so a a nice little battle royal. I thought they told a good story within that battle royal with a lot of guys getting their shit in, uh, teasing different storylines, guys getting into it that are in storylines. Not that it, oh, Omos was the other guy that got an entrance because he came back. <laughs> and Candace was watching with me and she's like, well, obviously he's going to win. I'm like, no, obviously everyone's going to team up and take the big guy out because that's what they do every battle royal. But anyway. And that's what they did. That's exactly what they did. But LA Knight got the win and it was a fun finish. I believe it was him and Sheamus in the end, which to me, I was like, huh, Sheamus is pretty over right now. Like, do we do that? But LA Knight's just the guy. He's He'll talk shit about you. He'll wrestle you. He'll make the crowd pop. I'm going to say it very Stone Cold-esque in how his character is just being a badass, being himself. It doesn't matter if the crowd's cheering him or boo him, but obviously they're cheering him. And immediately after, we get the commercial for Slim Jim featuring LA Knight and Bianca Belair. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. So it's just fun. I'm glad he got that moment. He needed to be on the card. That was the way to do it. Yeah, and let's let it be known right now. Paralegal Mike is three for three. Paralegal Mike is three for three. Scotty Avia is two for three, but emotionally five for three because of Cody's giant victory over Brock Lesnar. Nope. And finishing not the how story. it works. Not counting. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to another match I didn't hardly watch because I thought it was so bad. I was on my phone more. And you know what? This thing was like under 10 minutes. Shayna Baszler. Ugh. It's Ronda oh. Rousey in a match you said. And last week, kudos for kudos is due to my boy Scotty Via. <laughs> How the fuck do you make this match look good? Guess what? They didn't. And I still don't know how you can make this match look good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it was bad. Bad, bad, bad. The only one thing that was legit is when Ronda need Shayna Baszler right in the face. And gave it, a little goose egg under our people show like that Shayna kick. Oh, and I'm like, that thing looks soft as fuck. Stop showing it. You look like Cody Rhodes throwing a disaster kick right now. It oh. doesn't hurt. 
See, I can take digs at Cody. I can take digs at Cody. I could do that too. Now, Scotty, this is where I forget because we debated heavily about this match. Yeah. Last week. Mm-hmm. Who were the picks? Well, I went Shayna. You were going Ronda until I had told you that the Dirties yep. are recording this is Ronda's last match and she's done with WWE. So officially, we both picked Shayna and got the pick. Well, on. that's well, that's perfect. Thank you for changing my mind. I'm a good because this now you've got to realize Paralegal Mike's four from four. Yeah, it's you not put that good for me. You, you, wear, you wear that. <laughs> you wear that. Um, again, this is a nothing match. And after that LA night, fuck, you want to talk about cooling down? You sure as hell cooled down this crowd to get ready for a match that I think is probably match of the night. Mike, I'm telling you right now, if those girls had went in and shoot fought, I think it would have stunned the crowd and they would have been right into it. And then you can 100%. go into you can go into whatever your schmoz finish it, pro wrestling finishes at the end. But you didn't, and you didn't even come close other than, I believe, an accidental knee to the face by Ronda to Shayna. It was whatever. I don't want to spend any more time on it. Not good. I definitely Never don't. Let's again. get moving into a match that matters. And that's Gunther mm. against Drew McIntyre. I'm going to start off by saying I saw a lot of mixed reviews about this match on the internet. I think I, people are fucked. I agree. I agree. I just think that a lot of people just weren't happy with like the lack of super intense finish that we've seen from Gunther uh, in matches before against guys like Drew and Sheamus, where it just kind of the finish just happened. I don't agree with it. I was building up to like, okay, cool. How's Gunther going to get out of this to hit that power bomb and get the win again. And he did it. He found a way. It, I think a lot of people are getting torn now too. The, they chop a lot. It's the Gunther way. Oh, yeah, it is a lot like the sequence on the top. Like they're in the the top corner in the turnbuckle. I'm like, okay, like fucking just push him off. (laughs) (laughs) You're chopping him while he's chopping you fucking push him off. Yeah, it. I like these two guys. I like this sized matchup. Man, like it feels like golden era wrestling. There is a couple times not my, my thing. Yeah, but, that's definitely not your thing. But it just a classic WWE wrestling match with guys where I'm like, fuck it, look at these beefcakes. <laughs> I I wish Gunther would take out a couple of moves that don't fit his new physique. Like when he does a splash off the top rope when he was Walter and he was a big boy, looks You're awesome. A, a little more shock and awe behind it. I right? agree. Now you just you're just a, a tall man with a, a, a very good build, but not a great build like Drew. A splash doesn't impress me. They did a really good job when they were throwing chops on the mat, where for the first few chops, they weren't just waiting for the chop. They were chopping and then selling and chopping and selling. That eventually led to like, all right, you chop me and I'll chop you, which by the yeah. way, worse than multiple super kicks in any wrestling match i'm sick of the chops i just am it, it, all right i it's anyway. part, it's just now in the modern, modern pantheon i know but I uh yeah it. for me it's very close on match of the night i keep going back and forth between this and another match i'm most likely going to give it to this because i love everything that both these guys are doing yep and everything is believable i always love when gunther always goes for the pin goes for the win because that's Go, what you're supposed to do in a wrestling match. And Gunther ring does general, that baby. He does it better than anybody. Better than anybody. So uh, we both picked Gunther on this one. So 
And you know it sucked because like could have been a good time to dethrone, but we know how WWE likes to run it now. Yeah, long long running titles. He he's just got to go one more month to be the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. So that will happen. I I'm going. I think I said it on last week's show. I think he loses it within a month after setting that record. But that's just me. I think he's the next guy to go after Seth and beat Seth for that World Heavyweight Championship. Well, speaking of. I really enjoyed this match, Mike. You know what? I like both these talents. I do. Mm-hmm. I really do. But I'm so fucking sick and tired. Finn Balor <laughs> is WWE's biggest fucking loser. Just, <laughs> just a waste of fucking talent. This guy brought in to like elevate the Judgment Day. And now... He doesn't beat Seth because go figure. We said like Seth just got this title. Yeah. And he's to the moon over. Yeah. But good fucking God. It's solely like I feel like this match exists because it's like, hey, both guys can get their shit in. It'll be great. It'll look good because they're both talented. But it's just another piece for the judgment day. And like Seth should even feel that. Like this is to push Damien against Finn. Yeah, which is why... This all this match was. And that's a giant part of why I really enjoyed this match. This match was pure storytelling. Love the finish with the briefcase being in and out and in and out, and then Finn going for the briefcase on his knees and Seth stopping him. I love the finish. Seth and Finn just have such great chemistry too. Those guys do lay it in at times. And they do go. I never once felt like, ah, oh, I'm kind of out of this match or this, that, whatever. Really, really enjoyed it. Damian Priest being in the mix with that Money in the Bank briefcase is just great storytelling, in my opinion. I but I know this is what they're they're banking on big is the judgment day. And it shows. It really shows in a match where you have someone like a Seth freaking Rollins, who the crowd loves, mm-hmm. you try to steal it from him, the crowd's gonna get into it more. I agree. And it, it, it does add to the drama and the storytelling. I agree. But my biggest fucking problem is talent. Some talent in WWE, regardless of what they do, you'll never go over. You'll be a fucking forever loser. Finn I, Balor is now in the, the class of like the Mount Rushmore of losers in the I, WWE. I, I'm, I have to be with you there. I don't want to be because I did like the storytelling and I do like the direction that the Judgment Day are going in. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping that at some point they go, you know what? Let's squash the beef and go on a bit of a run. And then Damien turns out of nowhere. I would like to see that. I don't know if we're going to get that, but they're I'm... booting his ass out. Finn Balor is out in a month. <laughs> I, I'm worried about that because they just put out the poster for payback and it's all of the judgment day, which makes me think, of course, they're going to turn on Finn within the next month. So <laughs> I just, I want them to go on that run a little bit more and then have the the cash and be more of a surprise because right now we're all just expecting it. See, and we talked about this last week. Imagine if Finn wins and you, I, you wait and you do it that way. It just me a little bit more exciting, but then you're just basically saying, fuck you. Seth. <laughs> I know, but that to me is the fun to me is a huge thumbs up to WWE. They're making us invest in guys like Finn, who is a perennial loser at every single match going into this match after he's already lost to Seth at the last pay-per-view saying, but Seth, but but Finn might win. He actually might win, and then Damien could do this. It's making us think it, that they can pull it off. But guess what? 
But they do. defense. He's never going to win. <laughs> but nope. I enjoyed the match. Seth retained more yeah. dissension within the Judgment Day. And, you know, and we, if both you want, and we both had Seth, correct? We both had Seth. That is correct. We both well, went back and forth. But well, that's wonderful. I'm six for six. And here comes my first loss, I believe, is what's up next. It is the women's world title match with Asuka defending her title against Bianca and Charlotte. Yeah. And this is a, this is a loss. We both picked Charlotte for this one, but we both lost on that one. To me, this is a great, like a really, really good match, Mike. I really enjoyed this match. The Bianca you know what? Sell on the this injury. is where I think you are against what the internet thought. I don't understand. I saw more, I saw more people saying like they hate their women's division and I can agree only in this sense Bianca Belair getting the title but redemption there was redemption because <laughs> there's something I really did like about this match and the crowd fucking agreed and that yes three women who are very talented in the WWE had a great 20 minute match no they had a good 20 minute match mm-hmm. I don't think it's the best Charlotte's looked this is my favorite. And we're just ver- marks. We're just marks for Oscar. Yeah, and this is my favorite version of Charlotte. I don't hate seeing this Charlotte on TV right now. I'm loving nope. this version of Charlotte on TV right now. My favorite version. But go on. Yeah, but to just put all your cards in that moment for us to believe that like Bianca's our girl, like no matter what mm-hmm. we saw it with Charlotte before, and the Horsewomen. Like Becky got her nice run too, but like they've just said now, like if we're we're gonna have someone we like it to be Bianca, but Bianca wins, Scott, and a cash in. We get the cash. The cash in. Eo Sky. Eo Sky. Loved it. The it crowd perfect. loved it. The crowd basically said, "We don't want you, Bianca." Is is that what they're saying, Mike? I think they're just yeah, popping we, because we it's don't a want we don't want the John Cena syndrome. We don't want Roman before he was tribal chief. We want to pick. I I get that. I think a lot of it is the excitement of a cash in after opponent's been down. Bianca was uh, hurt in that match with her knee and sold it very well, in my opinion. And Eo Sky did what people like Edge have done. In the past, of like, all right, they just had a grueling twenty-minute match. You're beaten down. You're hurt. I'm the ultimate opportunist. I'm going to cash in now. That's what we want, and we finally got a cash in that happens, that works, that isn't a loss, which we've dealt with way too much, or it's been just a waste in the last few years. I think they pop big for that. Eos guy is over. They're definitely going to be pushing her as a, as a baby face once the whole damage control breakup yeah. happens. But and that's guess what? If you're booking, you're booking Eo versus Bailey. That's I'm. Knocking that one in. I think so too. I also think that we're going to get another screw job for Bianca and that will start her to turn. That will be the beginning of her turn. You really think they're making her a heel? I think so. I think it comes. I don't. Rumble ish time, maybe after the Rumble. Oh, okay. But I think it's, I think we've seen enough of, or the limit of right now of Bianca Belair, the baby face. We need a new. Edge. Oh, you we think she's hit level. the ceiling? You've she's hit the ceiling. Yeah, I also think that the way the match ended with Oscar hitting Charlotte with the mist, those two can go on and have a few now, and hopefully yeah, without 
how do you just ugh, it irritates me so much but yeah i'd love to see oscar and charlotte wrestle fuck yeah like i can't even knock that so i, I, I love I'm all the in. idea of that all in on that but i'm just happier they like if oscar's gonna lose which she did i don't want it to be fucking bianca belair and they said don't worry mike it won't be. <laughs> yeah. we and it's great. You. Like I, I love the cash. Like you said, maybe it is a surprise. Maybe it is that Seth Rollins cashing in a 31 feeling. That edge cashing in. Maybe it is. I'm just happy Bianca Belair didn't leave with that title. It's. I think a big part of it also, uh, underlining all that, is it's a young, fresh face that hasn't been on the main roster for... Uh, she's just been over a year on the main roster. Kind of mm-hmm. lost in the beginning of damage control for EO Sky. And now she's coming into her own, having really strong singles matches, wins money in the bank. We know what she can do because we saw her in NXT have a great singles career. Now we can do this again. Now Hunter can do that on the main roster, but with people like Charlotte and Bailey and Asuka and uh, allegedly the returning Kyrie Sane. So things are happening. I mean, that's right. So, so, So the dirties are saying. That's what the dirties are saying, but... Love this match. For me, it's a toss-up with this match and the Gunther uh, Drew McIntyre match for Match of the Night. Really enjoyed both wow. of them. I go back and forth. I really, really enjoyed them. Yeah, you know what? Good for you. And now, because of this, irritating, i got seven, and you've got what? I got five. So I have two losses here. No, I have six then. You have five. That's right. Well, Scott, it's time. The main event. Scottie Via's favorite. Oh, here this is what we're building towards, right? This is where yeah. they this is where they've never broken my trust, Mike. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> uh Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso in tribal yeah. combat, which we ended up finding out was no rules, no disqualifications. Yeah. Those there's no rules for this match. Sure. And they're, they're building no up tribal, they're building up tribal combat so big. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, a, a fight uh with honor. Mm-hmm. You know, the family, the sure. bloodline. Yeah. We, we got a we got a no holds barred match with you know, we got kendo sticks. We didn't get anything. Mike, outside of the advertised Samoans, we didn't get any Samoans. No. We didn't get any Special Man, treatment. Let, we didn't get any special. This. <laughs> we didn't get any uh special entrances. We didn't get any nothing that looked like tribal combat. Nothing aesthetically. Nothing. Jay Uso wore white pants instead of black or red pants. Was the only yep. change. They very much so have tribal tattoos, though. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Scott, I'm excited. Go, and yeah. you know why I'm excited. Yeah, tell our listening because audience. Because you finally see it, don't you? Don't you? Go ahead, tell them what you see. Tell them what you see. Say I, it well, to the listening audience. <laughs> I'll tell you what I don't see. I, I don't see the end of the storyline anytime soon. <laughs> there, you know what? There it is. There it is. For the first time in in well over a year, in essentially almost three years since this storyline started with Jay versus Roman, 
Yeah. This is the first time where, in my opinion, they fumbled with the storyline, with the planning. Now, there's going to be more. I didn't think this yeah. would be the end of the storyline completely, but I thought this would be a big, like, this is a massive end of, of this story. I just didn't know how they were going to book Roman staying champion, but Jay Uso getting his one-up, his comeuppance, and being able to move on. We didn't get that either. We got a, a, a little hardcore match with Solo Sokoa showing up, as we all thought mm -hmm. he would. Mm -hmm. Even though afterwards, or before that, they had said, like, there's going to be no interference. There's no nothing because that goes against the tribal, it's tribal combat. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get Jay getting the one up, going for the pin, and getting pulled out by a hooded man. Yeah, well, I mean, that second the hooded figure came out, I wonder. Yeah, he had a very wonder, similar shape. What a, to, what a surprise. He had a very similar shape to Jay Uso. There's only one man that has that, and it was Jimmy Uso, his twin brother. <laughs> I'm I'm so baffled, dude. Like the reason I it, also went, oh wow. <laughs> this is what you're gonna do. Now, I don't want to be like one of those people on the internet that but. says like this has got Vince McMahon's name written all over it. But I bet there was a writing meeting that happened and there was a very good pitch to how this match could work and mm -hmm. turn out. And the old man said, Well no. <laughs> Well, that would be Jimmy, damn it. <laughs> oh, fuck. So are you telling me that in this writing meeting where they pitched a very good idea? Yes. Vince McMahon may have said, well, no, damn it. Or he said, you know what? Let me call the Hulkster and see what he thinks. And the Hulkster said, that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> what, one of those? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I like the way you put it better. I'm Ugh. sorry to all like our fans who look at me, Mike, the bloodline. You've been bitching for weeks about how it should end. And I'm going to continue now because now you're just really milking it. And you know what? Maybe the better match is Jimmy J. They're a tag team that hurts more. They're brothers. Twin brothers. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for these guys splitting up and having this match. Uh, before money in the bank where they had the big tag team match the Usos yeah. sat down with ariel helwani and they said is there anything you guys want to do that you've never done before and they both said we'd love to have a wrestlemania match against each other and have then, that storyline play out then let's not plan that anywhere near for payback but it started already right like it, it started yes now and mike the reason jay said i'm out is because Jimmy super kicked Roman multiple times because he was sick of his shit. <laughs> and then Jay says, Jimmy, right. you're out right. and I'm out too. And super kicks oh. Roman multiple times. And we okay. get this. No, not okay. It's not okay, Mike. It's never been okay <laughs> since the SummerSlam show ended. This premium live event, you can take the word premium off of it because it was pretty fucking basic. It was a basic I live event. I love I love your fire. This is me talking Finn Balor. Like I, I love I love the passion behind it because I've been saying how dumb it is for a long time. 
there's no good way to write yourself out now. To all those fans thinking the bloodline story is going to have a great end, the only way it's going to have a great end is Jimmy and Jay because it's quite literally they're the bloodline. Turns out they were the bloodline all along. I'm, they're blood brothers. I'm definitely fine with that. I, I, and this me, is uh, me too. But now you've just taken so fucking long to do this, and having that match of payback doesn't mean anything. It's not nearly as important. I don't know. Solo's if we... gonna go into obscurity and be a nobody. I think Solo's gonna be heavily involved with Jimmy and Jay in this battle. To the point where I think at payback we get Jay versus Solo and some Jimmy shenanigans. Okay, so we're just Jay's gotta work the gauntlet of the bloodline. I guess, but the gauntlet is just solo. So, you know, like he's got he's got to have a microphone showdown with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the thing, too. Like, this is 100 percent Monday morning quarterbacking now and seeing what we've it, seen. It, um, it is just f- for this point here. I would have liked them to have gotten whatever comeuppance they would have gotten against Roman. However, they would have got it. But in the next few months, Jay is still getting all the love of adoration, even though Jay, it's Jay and Jimmy. And then eventually Jay turns because he's just bitter that Jay is main event Jay Uso and it's just with Jimmy Uso. And, yeah, and Jimmy, Jimmy's pissed. Yeah, okay, good. That's better storytelling. I think it doesn't so. Wrap up the package of the bloodline at that moment. You you leave out so many crucial things. Like Jay should get his flowers. Cool. There's too many moving parts in this story. There are. Gotta but- think about Roman. How does it hurt him? Their guy. They're not steering away. Roman Reigns is their guy. Yeah, and he will be for a solid year. Until he decides that he gets to have the fucking Cena or the Brock or the I get to show up when I want Mm -hmm. schedule. He ain't there yet, and Cody's going to be the guy who takes that from him. They know that. Yep. Cody would be great to have on talk shows, do the whole shebang. He's the guy. Jay ain't. Jimmy ain't. Solo ain't. They're not. They're not. And sure, the fans can get all fucking up in arms. It just, you see it. It may, again, maybe it's just that that Detroit crowd, right? Yeah. Not saying everyone in the world can't speak for them. But it felt like in that building, they were everyone too going, oh, we're going to, we're going to keep doing this. Okay. I our, our I main event picture is solely gonna be these four intermingling somehow. That's you, gonna get old quick. And my, Cody's nowhere near going in there yet. It's gonna be mania. It has to be mania. I agree. What you just said kind of just popped up. Do we see at Rumble or another pay-per-view leading before Mania with everything crumbling within the bloodline to wrap it up, is it a fatal four-way with Roman, Solo, Jay, and Jimmy? Or Roman still fucking wins. Roman still wins. But it, what? But then what does it do? Yeah, it doesn't do anything for anybody else. And, and I like that, too, because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that you know what? That should have been called Tribal Combat. There you go. <laughs> that, what you just booked, the match-wise, that's Tribal Combat. The one thing that I do um, have to say is in the last year, we saw Roman winning matches with the help of the bloodline, the Usos, Sami Zayn, 
at some point, and now Solo's taking that spot for Sami Zayn. Now we're getting to the point where it's just Roman and Solo, and I fully well believe it'll just be Roman on his own. We're building that up. Roman's going to be become that machine again that can win matches on his own without any outside interference, without anybody helping to lead up to Cody at Mania in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, and especially, like, I just think about that, too. I'm like, and it's in Philly. Like, oof. Toughest crowd on the planet, dude. And, and, and you know what? And they are loud as fuck. Yeah. Like, they they are going to be into it or not into it. Roman, his history in Philly, we all remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's hope they they keep that opinion. Let's hope they boo him out of the fucking building. No, but yeah, I like this is... I've said the most I've liked Roman Reigns since oh, yeah. I've gotten really back in. You know what? I like the Shield as well. I can't even say that. I like the Shield. I like the Shield just fine. It, it was the but this bloodline stuff was just like, damn, wrestling storytelling is so fucking good again. They figured it out just to prove to me that no, we have never figured it out. I, I'm not with you on that. They've definitely figured it out. My biggest issue when them figuring out is they just haven't figured it out for anybody else. That's the problem. No, it's the not... only person they figured it up for was Sami Zayn. And guess what? Sami Zayn ain't fucking flourishing like it was. Oh man, I um we'll we'll touch on the a couple misses that we have that I feel that SummerSlam had and that involves Sammy, but we'll stick with uh Roman and but... Jay right now. But I I this is my only fumble. I still fully believe that we're gonna get something that is worthy of the three year build. In the press conference after SummerSlam, Paul Heyman was there, and he said, we're only in the bottom of the third inning with this story. We've got a long way to go, which... Last thing I want to fucking hear ever. Your massive eye roll. You're like, this is is the what? Like, don't say that. That, that That is worrisome. Because you've had a chance to pull a lot of triggers, and yeah, maybe they're not story ending triggers, but you could have done a lot of cool shit now to help keep this storyline up on that upper echelon. Again, for me, this is their only fumble. So I'm still See, looking here for here again, talking about the fucking bloodline at length. <laughs> yeah. that, that's and now I've been talking about it, it I just don't think it's as good as it's been. It, and it, it hasn't been. Well, entertainment wise, you're right because entertainment wise when sammy was there he was entertaining it was fun that little feud between him and jay was awesome and then when jay finally even, had his back was awesome but even the jimmy and jay break apart i was like those kicks fuck did you hear them yeah but should have fucking had solo roman beat the fuck out of both of them perfectly and put him in the ground and not have him show up till rumble or something i, I can't argue that i'm not gonna lie you're you're not wrong on that one like we didn't there you go these two and then you can elevate solo sorry usos we i've said this on many a program neither of you are going to be a world champion in a singles you're not will you be remembered as top top we even said top five tag teams of all time so fucking lootly you will you can't deny it now longevity work like the usos are fucking great yeah, Jimmy Uso, uh, Jay Uso. Unless you're talking to Scott, uh, <laughs> they're okay at best. Uh, I, I, okay. I know, I know you don't agree. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. And, you don't, and you don't have to. <laughs> my, my frustration with the bloodline, and this is what I'm saying. SummerSlam to go out like that, and they're like, can't wait for Raw. You're like, Raw's three hours, and I probably won't watch it. And I didn't. <laughs> well, they're, they're touting uh, Roman for SmackDown, which if you're listening, this is most likely out on uh, Thursday or Friday, and you're watching oh. it, or it's already happened kind of thing, right? So you know what's going to happen, but for us recording right now during Dynamite, Roman's coming up on SmackDown. There is word on in the dirties. Meltzer reported that Roman got injured in this match. No one else is Perfect. saying that as far as I can work see. Again. I don't think Roman's scheduled to work for a while anyway. Like, let's be honest. This is a the SummerSlam lull now. And there's, a, I believe, a Saudi show coming up in October. So he'll be there for that. And then Survivor Series, who which he's on the poster of, I believe. So <sighs> we'll get what we get. Mike, just match wise, I told you this off air. I thought it was too slowed down and melodic. Too yeah. long, too many long pauses in between moves and strikes. And then you you do a little bit and then you slow down again. And that's definitely been Roman's way of booking matches or, or doing matches for a while. Thank you. There it is. That's how Roman Roman Reigns has this run because he works that way. Sorry. I to me it's bought in. That's the system. It is the system. I also fully believe that Roman had to gear it down. Otherwise, if he geared up the way I believe he knows how, people would be cheering him because he can do a lot of cool shit. He can sell his ass off. In my opinion, now the number two seller behind Brock in this company. Roman can sell his ass off and make anyone look like a billion bucks. So he has to gear down so people don't get behind him. He'll do one or two moves and then start taunting the crowd saying, is this your guy? Is this your guy? Look at him. He's on the floor. We saw that with Sammy. We saw that with Cody. It works fine for this, Matt, because this show went four hours, because knowing the ending we were getting, Again, Monday morning quarterbacking, I think they could have geared up a little bit to do things a little bit quicker to give us that, holy fuck, here we go, here we go, here we go, and then it slows down for that finish, for that schmoz finish. But, okay match. Don't know where the storyline's going next, which has me intrigued for SmackDown. So that's where we're at with SummerSlam, dude. It was. It'll have me intrigued to hear about it from you, <laughs> not to tune in. <laughs> Sorry, there no, was a no. point where if Bloodline shit was coming on, I'd be watching it. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I can wait for you to call or just text me, this is what happened. And I go, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, that that's the way it'll work this time until something amazing happens again where you have to tune in and watch. Uh, Which probably won't. <laughs> but, Mike, a, a couple little takeaways before we go because we're running a little long yeah. here. Yeah. It really hurt this card, I believe, to not have a tag team title match. I know Kevin Owens is out hurt with broken ribs is the report. We saw on Monday night, uh, Sami Zayn has a giant, I think it's called a bursa sack on his elbow. It looks nasty and gruesome. Some guys, a lot of guys work through it, according to Taz, but that. (laughs) Well, Taz commented on it on Twitter, so I I just wanted to throw that in there to sound smart, but. I for me, I'm like, oh man, like this is coming at the best time. You couldn't have found anything for Sammy. If not, just take the tag titles off of them, crown new champions at the show, and let Sammy and Kevin go off and do their other thing. I I feel like 
man, we're just going to get back to having Sammy being a guy on the mid card when you built him up so much. I'm worried about that. Yes, that's exactly what they're building him up to. No, I, it look no different. Kevin Owens rides a high, has a stone cold match, always fucking highlight reels when he's on. Yeah. Where is he now? Besides that tag. Like he knew he was taking backseat to Sammy, especially <laughs> after what Sammy was just through. Yeah. And he's okay with it because he gets wrestling and it's his fucking best friend. They're both going into mid card status after this. It's if you think any other way, nope. I, I Sammy, agree. that's the highest point in your career. You just got it. Yeah, I guess I just it's the fanboy in me. It's like, man, you he proved himself. Like, let's let's give him something to keep we, that momentum going. But as long as people are singing his song at the entrance, Samuel perform. He's trusted in the ring. He's that guy. Um, but yeah, I, I missed uh, that on the show. I just missed the tag team titles being on the show. I for me, I'm like, you made the tag team titles important because it was part of a giant storyline, which is great. But you could have built off of that to continue to build the tag team division and go from that that hasn't happened at all and i don't think it will uh the united states championship wasn't defended rhea ripley didn't defend her title which in me is the no. ultimate the ultimate come on man because there was some reports that she hasn't defended her tv or title on tv in months i get it because she's in so involved with the judgment day storyline and dom and all this stuff that we're still getting her on tv but then why have a title you know right so to me, that was a huge miss. Even last week when I was writing down our picks, I'm like, man, Rhea's not on this card. She's so over in everything she does. How do you not have a match? Even if it's just, I, no, I'm not even going to say even squash match. I don't want to see that. We saw it's, that at... Trish and Becky still a thing? It's going next week. That got bumped off the card. Um, that's, so That's that, a wild decision. It's the, the, the story has not been good. Fans aren't buying in. It's just not getting good reviews. So the match is next week on Raw in Winnipeg. So that'll oh, hopefully perfect, be but done But everyone there. wanted to see Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah. So little so things fans, like that. I'll tell you, you're wrong on this one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so that that to me, that adds up to being a C-plus show. I may go back and watch it again uh, just to see, I, am I, I right? But... Actually, you know what? I'll see clips of it on my TikTok and Twitter for the next week, and then it'll be <laughs> yeah. over. That is true. By the time I, this show is out, there's most likely I've moved on to other things. So far, I watched uh, Dynamite in the background. Really strong show so far, and we're getting close to all in here at the end of the month. So, yeah, there's a good chance I'm not watching SummerSlam yet. But let us know what you think. Let us know if you were close on your picks. Don't cheat. Don't say you did 10 out of 10 because I ain't fucking buying it. But no, nope. dear God, no. <laughs> and you know what? We're not just negative to be negative. You can say that about me, but for Scotty Villa, I refuse. I refuse I to let you say it. Mike, I'm not even going to let you say that. We are not negative for negative. We're wrestling fans with an opinion that sometimes... <laughs> I am hypercritical to be critical. <laughs> we're critiquing things, and that's what every sports talk radio show in the world does that doesn't have an actual former athlete on it. It's just our True. eyes. I, I think critiques are different than being negative and just saying this sucks and not expanding on that, right? We're allowed to have our opinions, so I won't allow you to say that. We're not negative. And we're critiques. For everyone listening, next week, there will be no show. There you go. We are on summer vacation. That's right. We love you all. We're taking a break. We'll be back better than ever. Building up to all in. You know it.
it's coming and one of the biggest shows of the year that like they're close to 80,000 tickets sold right now and it was made up saying that (laughs) (laughs) they made it official tonight on dynamite it is the young bucks versus ftr for the tag team championships dude this this card is gonna be explosive (laughs) it really really is so we're gonna be coming back with that stay tuned to our socials we're still gonna be posting stuff uh we may do some other little things just to kind of keep engaged but we're always there hit us up we'll get back to you as soon as we see the messages but uh yeah taking a quick week off if anything explosive happens or or, or breaking happens we may jump back in but that's That's pretty much the extent of it so we're humans you know what we just we looked at it and we thought this is going to be oh god i wish i knew the episode number off the top of my head almost 30 episodes this i believe is 29 this is 29 you guys have to realize week in week out we're there like scotty said if something explodes we'll be there but until then stick with <laughs> us share this show and if there's anything you think we need to react right away on the socials at in my house pod find us there message us comment on any of our posts we'll see it we'll give you feedback if need be we'll somehow jump on really quick but for right now it's it's a quick week hiatus for uh some real life shit, but we're going to be back. Mike, it's been a fun show. I'm glad uh, we got really into this pay-per-view. Fucking SummerSlam. Fucking Bloodline. Right? Please react on the socials. React on the socials. I'm also going to throw this out there. AEW Fight Forever. Not that fun. It's because you're bad at it. I'm not, Mike. Have you ever beaten me at it? I haven't beaten you at it, but... I feel like AEW people fight. say, "Hey, you know when people don't like video games because they're bad at them." I'm fine at the game. I had fun but I'll playing tell you this. And just I'm, I'm busting his balls as I always do. That game's got issues. I am very excited for Stadium Stampede. I'm very excited for that too. But as of right now, AEW Fight Forever is a really good game. If you've never played a wrestling game in 2023, but hey, AEW Television, Oof. pretty good, real good. Pretty, pretty good. Thanks for checking out the show. Thanks for listening to the SummerSlam recap right here on Spotify with Paralegal Mike and Scotty Via. Hit share, hit send, send some love. Go visit Caravan Caravan Collectibles here in Regina. We'll be back in a couple weeks for uh, the, the all-in show, basically. We're, we're getting ramped up for it. So uh, thanks for checking out the show. We're back in a couple weeks right here on Spotify for the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Show me what you